0: CBS Sports Radio presents Eye on Fantasy Football. Five-step drop, Winston throws a sideline, route Torp, Evans makes the catch, and he is going to go, touchdown Tampa Bay! And to the 15, to the 10, breaks the tackle to the 5, barrels his way, into the end zone, Derrick Henry! Gates inside on the right, going to the end zone, touchdown Chargers! Antonio Gates get that ball Grab Antonio's gold jacket while you're there. Garrett gonna sprint right, throw, end zone, caught, Michael Crabtree, patrick is his third of the day, give it to me again, touchdown, Brady! Brady stands under this pressure, he clutches, he throws a lot down the right side for oh, he yeah. makes the catch at the 35, galloping to the 20, to the 15, Ooh. shakes a defender at the 10, and clock is into the end zone! Here are your hosts, Adam Azer and Jamie Eisenberg.
1: And we are coming to you live from the O'Reilly Auto Parts studio. O'Reilly Auto Parts. Better parts, better prices every day. Welcome, everybody. Week three is here. Let's get those lineups set. Welcome to Ion Fantasy Football. Live until midnight Eastern. Taking your calls and and helping you win. I'm Adam Azer of CBSSports.com. I'm joined by our senior fantasy football writer, Jamie Eisenberg. Now, he is a man who is probably going to crush me in two fantasy leagues this week. He already started Carlos Hyde and Pierre Garçon. That's not fair. Highest scoring Thursday night football game ever. Who saw that coming? Uh, so he's going to beat me in two. I'm probably going to get in one. So, Jamie, uh, welcome. I, you know, I kind of hate you right now.
2: Well, that's a good way to start the show, <laughs> uh, telling people that you hate your co-host. Um, yeah. Not surprising coming from you. Um I think it's uh not decided yet in any of the leagues that we're competing against oh, each other. Oh, I got you.
1: In. I got you in the girly league. I got you in the well, league. Let's, let's, the league in which I have Todd girly. It's not it's a manly league.
2: We yeah. um once upon a time played each other on uh on a week 1. Uh-huh. And I'm sure a lot of our listeners will recall this week 1. Peyton Manning played on the Thursday night and he went for I believe 60 some odd fantasy points. Yeah. quarterbacks. the Ravens? Teams. I think so.
1: Crushed him. Six touchdowns, I think. I don't Amazing.
2: know. Something crazy. Amazing. Yeah. You said to me on a Friday, thanks for the week one win <laughs> or something along those lines. I'm glad I beat you <laughs> Of course you in I one. did. And what happened? I lost. You lost. By so a point. I will say that uh, my lead on you is not uh, a set-in-stone victory, and by no means is your lead on me a set-in-stone victory. Remember, I still have Kareem Hunt. He's been putting Uh, up a few multiple touchdown games himself. Yeah,
1: he's pretty good. He's pretty good. He threw seven touchdowns against the Ravens, Peyton Manning. I lost with my quarterback throwing seven touchdowns. That's pathetic. Anyway, we'll take your phone calls at 855-212-4CBS, 855-212-4227. You know, we usually just talk about the Sunday and Monday games and help people set their lineup, but I got to ask you, you mentioned Kareem Hunt. You've got him in a few leagues. You love Kareem Hunt. Who would you rather have rest of the season,
2: Todd Gurley or Kareem Hunt? I'd rather have Kareem Hunt knowing what Gurley's schedule is, but it's very, very close.
1: Yeah, Gurley's schedule gets brutal. Um, really starting maybe, you know, you'll you'll like him next week at Dallas. Then after that it's well, oh, you'll it's love really, him next week on Dallas. You think so, but remember Dallas usually does pretty well against running backs. They give up the fewest fantasy
2: points to running backs last year. It's a different defense and they're gonna be coming off a short week against the rested Rams team that hopefully will have Sullivan back at center and uh, healthy, uh, as healthy as they could be on offense. I, I think that the, uh, the the Todd Gurley train rolls on for one more week. All right, I hope so.
1: And I see the calls are coming in,
2: so we will get to them.
1: Again, we're live until midnight. We have plenty of time to get to your calls. The number is 855-212-4227. That's midnight Eastern time. Let's get some news and notes out of the way. So what's your advice to the Ezekiel Elliott owner? Ezekiel, will have there's going to be a hearing about his status uh, on October 2nd. So that's you know he's going to be able to play two more games before that hearing. What's your advice to the Ezekiel Elliott, maybe Alfred Morris, maybe Darren McFadden owners right now?
2: Well, I I don't think we have a clear-cut answer onto who the number 2 guy is because we all thought it would be McFadden. McFadden was the guy in the preseason that was getting all the first team work when it wasn't Elliott and then uh come week 1 it was McFadden inactive. I don't recall who was if he was active or inactive for week 2. Uh, but not that they ran the ball that we had a really good indication of who it could be, but Alfred Morris was the guy in week one. So I think it would be what we probably talked about a lot in the offseason, that they would share the backfield responsibilities should Elliott not be in there. But McFadden, I think, would still be the one you want to look at. Uh, I'm still anticipating him playing all 16 games, so um, hopefully that is the, is the case as we move forward here in the next couple weeks.
1: Jamie, Sam Bradford is out. Case Keenum will start. I went back, I looked at every Case Keenum start last year for the Rams... And actually, I forgot, Kenny Britt had a pretty good year, and he did a lot of that with, with Case Keenum. Did not work out so well last week at Pittsburgh, but facing the Bucks this week, are you going to start either Stephon Diggs or Adam Thielen?
2: They're both number three receivers. I actually like Thielen's situation a little bit better because he now is seeing more time in the slot than Stephon Diggs, and that means he will avoid, in terms of Thielen, Brent Grimes and Vernon Hargraves. Now, I think Grimes may be a game-time decision. They have a lot of injuries in, in Tampa Bay's defense, but... Uh, if both guys are healthy in terms of Grimes and Hargraves, those are one of the better cornerback duos in the league. So it won't be an easy matchup for Diggs with Keenan. If it was Bradford, healthy Bradford, you'd be a little bit more inclined to say he's safer. Um, but if you can avoid them, I think that's the right way to go.
1: Yeah, I see. Do you, Well, I see uh, looking at your rankings now, you have Amendola 30th. Would you rather start Danny Amendola or the Vikings guys?
2: I think Amendola's in a better spot. Uh, last year in the playoff game between the Texans and the Patriots, Julian Edelman beat them up for, I think it was like 150 yards or 130 yards uh, on, on seven or eight catches. And what we saw from Amendola in week one is, is pretty indicative of him being the slot guy there. So with all the injuries to the Patriots, Rex Burkhead's not going to play. Chris Hogan's playing at less than 100%. If is on the field and he's right, I think he's going to see a lot of targets. Yeah, Jamie and I have been
1: talking for a couple weeks. Danny Amendola is in about half of the CBS sports.com leagues. Like that needs to change. He had hundred yards in week one. He's now owning exactly fifty percent of leagues. You should pick him up. Also, JJ Nelson, a good start this week if you have a wide receiver that you're not really feeling, like Stefan Diggs or Adam
2: Thielen. Did not
1: such, do it on purpose, Jamie. Don't uh, even accuse me. I didn't do it on purpose. It no, was I was just, gonna
2: say you should you you should have led with that though.
1: Oh uh, yeah, probably. I probably should have gone Thielen, then diggs. Ah, right. I screwed that up. Uh, Rob Gronkowski looks like he's going to play. Jimmy Graham expected to play right now. Jordan Reed, good news, right? We
2: expect Jordan Reed to play? Yeah, I think Reed is probably in a better spot than Graham is, so just keep keep that in mind.
1: And Tyler Eifert is out. Give me a couple of tight ends that might be available on waivers that, that people could
2: pick up and start. Uh, I think we've missed out on uh, saying Jack Doyle is still available, but uh, the, the next guy would be Ben Watson. Um, you saw last week what... His role could be for the Ravens, eight targets, eight catches, 91 yards. You know what he was when he was healthy with the Saints in his final year there. And last year, Dennis Pitta led the Ravens in targets with 119. As we know, Pitta is gone. So uh, in a matchup where it's not great. uh, Don't look at what happened last week for the Titans tight ends against the Jaguars and think that the Jaguars are so bad against tight ends. But uh, John Smith had a big catch and run. Uh, for a touchdown, and Delaney Walker scored. I'm sorry, uh, yeah, he had a touchdown, and uh, Delaney Walker scored uh, on a rushing touchdown. So, Ben Watson can get a lot of targets. That's something you could buy into. And then, if for whatever reason uh, Jordan Reed is out, Vernon Davis becomes viable in a deep, deep league. Uh, Ed Dixon is now going to start for Greg Olson. He's universally available. He gets the Saints. They've given up a touchdown to a tight end each of the first two weeks. So, I would say, you know, just looking at it, Watson will be the first guy I go look for. Uh, unless Doyle's still available, and then I'd probably maybe pivot to uh, to Ed Dixon as a fallback option.
1: Let's get to the callers. 855-212-4227. 855-212-4CBS. Ernest in Texas. What up, Ernest? You're on Eye on Fantasy Football.
0: So, I, I got oh, a yeah, hey, little
1: <laughs> <laughs> Music to my I ears. That okay. in my head. <laughs> All right, Adam. Thanks a lot, Jamie. How you doing? Good. Thank you. Thank you. Uh, guys, I uh, just need a little bit of help in a two quarterback league. I have uh, Mariota and I have uh, Big Ben, but I'm a little bit hesitant to start Mariota. Uh, should I go pick up someone like uh, Wentz or Cutler out on the uh, waiver bar? Thanks, guys. Have a good night.
2: Is it a two quarterback league?
1: Ernest, you there? Oh, uh, he's gone. He, you scared him off. You didn't. I'm, you didn't appreciate the Levy on Bell song, so he just <laughs> hung up on you.
2: Um, I I don't know why he would just not start Ben Roethlisberger. You know, if it, if it's a two quarterback league, then yes, you can go find somebody else if you still can. But if it's just a one QB league, I know Roethlisberger on the road. We don't necessarily love him, but the Bears are bad. I mean,
1: yeah, I'm not, I am starting Wentz over Mariota, just in a separate conversation.
2: Uh, Yeah. Would you do that? Uh, Yeah, I I would. I would. I mean, I I don't think Wentz is going to play very well, but I also don't think Mariota is going to play well. The thing we liked about Mariota coming the season was his weapons. And Corey Davis is not healthy, Uh, Eric Decker has not been good. Um, Rashard Matthews, you know they're going to get locked down by the the Seahawks defense, so Mm -hmm. it's, it's just not a matchup that you would say, even if everybody was right, you'd like Mariota, especially with the start that they've gotten off to. It hasn't been good.
1: And Jamie, would you start Cutler over both Wentz and Mariota this week?
2: I would. That's a guy that I would go look at. I'd also look at Trevor Simeon. I know it's not the easiest of matchups for him going on the road for the first time, but I also don't think this Buffalo defense has been tested. I mean, you know, you get the Jets in week one, you get... Uh, inconsistent and struggling Cam Newton in a game where he lost arguably his best weapon early in the game with Greg Olson. So I think the way Simeon's playing right now, he will be probably not 25-plus fantasy points as he's been, but he could be right around 20, which I think is where Cutler will be, and I think that's a little bit safer than what Wentz will be against the Giants. How nervous are you about Cam being your start of the week? Oh, getting more and more confident by the second. Uh, You know, the fact that the two best cornerbacks for the Saints are out, that he, uh, you know, knows he has to play well. You know, I, I always buy into circumstance. His track record against the Saints, you know, for the most part is is very good. What the two quarterbacks against the Saints have done. So there, there's clearly room for letdown. Um, we've seen it from him in, in the first two games. But I do think that, uh, you know, the, the circumstances didn't necessarily set up for him to play great. This circumstance sets up for him to play great.
1: All right. Bring it on, Cam Newton. 855-212-4227. To Minnesota we go. Andrew... Hopefully he can play quarterback for Minnesota. Andrew, you're on eye on fantasy football.
0: Hey guys, thanks for the call. Um, wondering if you know if you want to. Um, I'm currently selecting him just with the questionable status. Um, so it's kind of a, a question. It's the same two players that I need from two different leagues. Um, one of them is a half point CPR. One is a standard. Who do I flex? Um, JJ or Buck Allen? Um, in the standard league, however, I am starting to Benjamin. So does uh, McCaffrey team those two? So basically just being Buck Allen and J.J. Nelson.
1: All right, Andrew. So Jay, first of all, J.J. is going to play. But Jamie, uh, J.J. Nelson or Buck Allen?
2: I actually have a decision to make myself in, 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 in this uh, scenario. And I, I think the one thing is, and, and this is something we should probably address, is make sure you set your lineups early tomorrow because the game in London is uh, 9 or 9.30 start. 9.30, um, yeah. So Eastern. You have to uh, make sure that your your lineups are set with anybody in those games, and I know one league, for example, I'm in, where once that game starts, my lineup's locked for the day. So lame. Um, yeah, I don't like it, but it is what it is. <laughs> Look, I'd rather know. Uh, you know, at least you know what you're what you're dealing with going into it. Um, so if Terrence West is out, uh, the one thing about J.J. Nelson, I know you 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 uh, brought him up earlier. Uh, he's banged up. He's questionable. He's going to play, but he's questionable. And so if Terrence West is out, I would go with. Javorius Allen to be safe. If Terrence West is in, I would roll the dice that JJ Nelson is going to play because I do expect him to play.
1: Okay, let's get one more call here before the break. Remember, we got two hours to get your calls in, so don't worry about it. Just hang on the line. 855 212 4227. Goose in Illinois. What up, Goose? You're on Ion Fantasy Football.
0: Hey, what's up, guys?
1: <clears throat> Thanks for taking my call. It's been a tough season for me. I already lost David Johnson for the season. I'm in a half point PPR, and, um, I got a doubleheader this week. Uh, unique uh, scoring system and league, but um, I'm I'm having a hard time picking my uh, my running backs. I got Fournette, Mixon, uh, Chris Johnson, uh, Gio Bernard, and Samaje. Um, I'm thinking of leaning towards Fournette and Mixon, um, but my flex is really kind of where I'm um, trying to figure out. I've got Cooper, Amari um, Cooper, and uh, Tyreek Hill as my wide receivers, and then my flex. I'm I'm leaning. Uh, towards Crowder, but I've got again Chris Johnson, Geo Bernard, Samaje, and Rashard Higgins looking for some help. Guys, appreciate it. Love your show. Keep doing what you guys do. Thank you very much, Goose. So it probably it's it's probably Crowder, right, Jamie? I
2: I would lean toward Crowder. I could certainly see a scenario if you want to go the high upside play. Rashard Higgins could be interesting because of the Colts and and what their secondary has looked like so far this year. I definitely would not play Geo uh, if you're playing Mixon. You know, you're just kind of taking two potentially bad situations and throwing that in your lineup um, and then Samaj P Ryan it looks like Rob Kelly's going to play so uh, of the guys that you're talking about there Crowder is probably the best one and I do think that this is the game where the Redskins offense gets on track.
1: All right I have not been recommending Higgins to people but you know what Jamie I think maybe I should we'll talk about Rashard Higgins if you're desperate for a wide receiver he had seven catches for 95 yards on 11 targets last week when we come back some stats that might blow your mind on Ion on fantasy football.
0: Keep it here for more Eye on Fantasy Football on CBS Sports Radio. Eye on Fantasy Football is back on CBS Sports Radio. Yeah, we're
1: back. Welcome back, everybody. Live until midnight Eastern. I am Adam Azer with Jamie Eisenberg. We're here every Saturday night until Midnight Eastern uh, from 10 to midnight, as you know, giving you fantasy advice. And we appreciate you hanging out with us on your Saturdays, taking calls at 855-212-4227, 855-212-4CBS. If we don't get to your calls, I will give out Jamie's personal phone number at the end of this segment. So just hang tight. Jamie, you always challenge me to uh, give you three stats <laughs> that will blow your mind or the listeners' minds. So I'm going to try. First one, though, I promise it's not really... It's not really much of a stat. It's just kind of interesting. It's about Richard Higgins, Browns wide receiver, and he's you know kind of sneaky. He had 11 targets, seven catches, 95 yards. It's a big game, and the Colts have really struggled with wide receivers. JJ Nelson, 18 fantasy points. Cooper Cup, 13. Jerron Brown, seven fantasy points on 11 targets. So it's not much of a stat, but I did uh, end the first segment with Higgins. Let's begin the second segment. How much do you like the Browns wide receiver this week?
2: I think he's a a number three with upside. You know, just looking at what the receiving core is, uh, Kenny Britt has obviously not been very good, and Higgins. You know, they elevated him up to practice squad. He had a good rapport with Deshaun Kaiser right off the bat. Uh, the tight ends will certainly be involved. Duke Johnson will be involved. But I think if you're looking at the best receiver to target for the Browns in a plus matchup, it would be Richard Higgins.
1: All right, let's stick with that game. Here's a, here's a good stat, cool stat. The Browns played six games last year in which they either won or they lost by one score. I think we expect that to be the case against the Colts. Either they win or they lose a close game. In five of those six games, Isaiah Crowell scored seven or more fantasy points in standard scoring leagues. In three of them, he had huge games. But seven fantasy points is probably, you know, top 20, top 24. It's good enough to start. But that's, that could be the floor for Crowell based on what he did in those types of games last year. How cool of a stat is that, Jamie?
2: It's very cool. Um, it, it's kind of similar to uh, what I talked about in week one with Matt Forte, which didn't necessarily work out. But uh, yeah. anytime you have a situation where, and this is one of the reasons why I like Crowell this week, where there's a chance to uh, hold a, a 50-50 split or an edge in time of possession, when you have a running back that doesn't necessarily have a high-powered offense, that's going to be in his favor. And so that's what this situation is. I like that Crowell apparently talked to Hugh Jackson about getting more work. He deserves it. Um, I think it would help his young quarterback. And with the receiving core now beat up with Corey Coleman out, there's a, there's a lot of reasons it makes sense for Crowell to be fed the ball as much as he possibly can handle. So I think it's both running backs in this game, to be honest with you, Adam. You know, the the Colts are in a situation where Jamie Collins is out, Miles Garrett is out. So that's two key defenders for the Browns. They're not very good to begin with. And so you have a a questionable quarterback situation as well with Jacoby Brissett. Lean on Frank Gore this game. So if you're looking for a flex option, I don't think Frank Gore is a must-start guy. I do think Crowell is a must-start guy. But if you're looking for a flex option and and Frank Gore has been on your bench, he could have a good game, especially after he scored last week.
1: Crowell or Gillisley?
2: I would go with Gillisley just because I think there's a safer potential for him to score. uh, Probability for him to score. You know, just what we've seen. Um But uh, Crowell probably has the higher ceiling just because he can get more work. Crowell or Dez? Oh, Crowell. I I think Dez is going to struggle.
1: All right, last stat here. Oh, this one's big. Martavis Bryant. Career on the road. 48 yards per game and three touchdowns in 10 games. Career at home. 72.5 yards per game and 12 touchdowns in
2: 13 games.
1: Less than 50 yards, three touchdowns in 10 games on the road. Yikes. Can you really recommend starting Martavis this week?
2: I think he's a uh, low floor, high ceiling, number two wide receiver. So last week he was like around 15 for me, playing at home. This week he's like 24. So I would start J.J. Nelson over him, just to give you an example. I would start uh, both Raiders receivers over him. I don't know if that's a stretch. Um, well, I would start, Would you
1: start both Redskins receivers over Martez? Uh No, just
2: because we haven't seen anything, you know, enough from Crowder yet to say that it's safe. They're kind of both similar, you're hoping, I think, for both those guys. Um, the one thing about Martavis is, you know, it it's, as we saw last week, it could just be one catch. They gave him a, you know, carry last week, so he's going to be involved. I—I I just don't think the Bears' defense is very good, so um, that's why he's still in the number two range. But it's not as um, confidently as it as it was last week.
1: I know. it's tough to sit him because all he has to do is make one play. He's the, one of the best big play guys in football. It's going to be a bit of a conundrum when he's on the road for you fantasy owners. That's Martavis Bryant we're talking about. We got to get some more calls.
2: At I, would, I, would, I would say don't play him in daily by far.
1: Okay. 855-212-4227. So what we're going to do for the rest of this segment is just give us your, your quick question. No pleasantries. No explanation. Just cu- uh, cut to your question. Jamie will give you a quick answer, and we'll get on with it. Caleb in Pennsylvania. You're on Ion Fantasy Football. Hey, guys. Um, my question is uh, I need Dak versus uh, Kirk Cousins. And then also, am I stupid – to trade, I just made this trade: James White for Roethlisberger and McKinnon. I got Roethlisberger, and McKinnon.
2: Is it standard or PPR? Uh, half point PPR. So I, I, I mean, look, you're giving up a player that's going to certainly be involved in that type of scoring format. But if you needed a quarterback, then you got a guy that could be easily top five if he stays healthy, based on he's already done. At I don't want to say adequately, but he you know got a 20 point game on the road, and then. You know, this, the second half sets up beautifully for him. so you did You're not okay stupid. With that. You're fine. No, yeah, you did okay with trade. that, and then you want to go with Cousins over deck. Okay,
1: Dan in Cleveland. Dan, you're an eye on fantasy football.
0: A hey, uh, half-point PPR, I need to start three wide receivers. I got uh, Sanders, Hilton, Kendall Wright, Stephon Diggs, and Sterling Shepard.
2: Sanders, Hilton, and Diggs. Don't love everybody but Sanders, but you're still going to start them.
1: 855-212-4CBS. Jeff in Rhode Island. Jeff, you're an eye on fantasy football.
0: Hey, guys. um, I need to start three wide
1: receivers out of these four in a PPR league. Um, Jordy Nelson, Keenan Allen, Amari Cooper,
2: and um, Jarvis Landry. Love all these guys, but I would bench Landry. Just the other three are just too good, too high of a ceiling for uh, those guys compared to Landry, who I think... Could be a little bit for a letdown with the matchup against the Jets. You
1: you love the accent, right? I do. PPR. All right. 855 212 for CBS. I I can't do it. For CBS. Tyler in Richmond, Virginia. Tyler, you're on on Fantasy Football. All right. Hey, guys. I had uh, two questions. One, full point PPR. Should I start Martavis Bryant, Brandon Cooks, or JJ Nelson?
2: I'd go with uh, JJ Nelson. I just think there's such a. Well, over Cooks? Oh, I'm sorry. Brandon uh, Cooks, right? Brandon, Brandon Cooks would be the, the one. Yeah. It's, hard, it's hard to get away from J.J. Nelson, though, but Brandon Cooks would be the one. Tyler, you're
1: Brandon the last Wilson. person I'll allowed to ask a second question today. Go for it, buddy.
0: Awesome. Thank you so much. Uh, should I stick with Evan Ingram at tight end, or should I go pick up Ben Watson?
2: I'd go Watson. Uh, it sounds as if Ingram's going to play after dealing with the concussion this week, but there's just such a high ceiling for, for Watson. Um, Ingram, I, I think, is a little bit too
0: risky still.
1: Spencer in Atlanta. Spencer, you're on Eye on Fantasy Football.
0: Hey, how are you guys? I want to know which running back I should choose. I've got a 14-team PPR. It's going to be Isaiah Crowell, Mark Ingram, Cohen, or should I use Derrick Henry? Help me pick one.
2: Henry's interesting because if Murray's out, I would say he's your guy, but it sounds like Murray's going to play, or at least be active, which could ruin it for you, so I would go with Crowell.
1: Yeah, actually, in our next segment, Jamie, let's focus on that Tennessee-Seattle game of the running backs there. Dave in Wisconsin. Dave, you're on Eye on Fantasy Football.
0: Carson Wentz or Andy Dalton. And hey, who's Brad Norman going to take away tomorrow? Crabtree or Cooper? Thanks.
2: He's going to stay to one side, which means he will likely see more time on Cooper. Um, But I don't know if they uh, will... They'll probably move those guys around to avoid him, you know, one of them locking up on on those guys. I would actually take a chance with Dalton over Wentz. I think this is the game Dalton comes out and looks like the guy that we had hoped for, um, even without Eifert. Uh, chasing points, no no Mike Daniels for the Packers, and new offensive coordinator I think will lead to good things for Dalton this week.
1: Yeah, so that game too, the Packers game, at least on the Bengals' side, running back's pretty interesting there. Jamie and I will take a look at some interesting running back situations when we come back. We'll take more of your calls at 855-212-4227.
0: Here's more Eye on Fantasy Football on CBS Sports Radio. Glad
1: to have you with us tonight. Adam Azer and Jamie Eisenberg of CBS Sports here. We're talking fantasy football and taking your questions at 855-212-4CBS. We are live until midnight Eastern, and we're fired up to help you win. Now, summer's heat can cause your battery fluids to evaporate, so get your battery tested for free. If your battery needs to be replaced, the professional parts people, they can help you find the battery that you need. O'Reilly Auto Parts, better parts, better prices every day. Oh, Jamie, I'm setting lineups right now. I set Sammy Watkins for Jeremy Macklin.
2: I mean, you can't beat yourself up it's that. <laughs> Look, it, 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 I, I think what we saw through week one, uh, through the preseason, it was hard to say that it, through – not through week one, through the first two weeks, that it was hard to trust the same. I mean, you came into the game with seven targets. I know. I know. So, it, it, and the 49ers, for what it's worth, you know, they played – played reasonably well, you know, the first two weeks of the season. So what does it say about the Seattle passing game <laughs> that 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 they can't get the job done against this 49ers team. So yeah. uh I, I think the thing with Sammy Watkins is hopefully he plays against Dallas. It should be a good t- and the reason I say that is because he's dealing with concussion. Um, he's he's in a much, much different situation than Todd Gurley. You should absolutely sell high on Sammy Watkins if he plays against the Cowboys, plays well because his schedule, while Gurley can still find success because he could have that week one type of game where he doesn't necessarily run well, but still finds the end zone. It's going to be very tough for Watkins against the cornerbacks he's going to have to face.
1: Yeah, and I'm not even going to wait till the Dallas game. I'm going to try to sell Sammy Watkins ASAP. Right. The problem
2: with that though is, is the, the, concussion. the concussion is going to yeah. ruin it. You know. So if it, I would totally be in agreement with you, if it was health okay, then try and sell him now. Yes.
1: Yeah. Uh, okay. So before we get to your calls, we'll get to a lot of them in this segment. I want to talk about some some interesting, difficult, kind of challenging, I don't know how many synonyms I could use there, uh, backfields. Let's start with the Seattle-Tennessee game, and tell me about the Seattle running backs, what you expect this week, who you're starting.
2: I'm hoping, I, I don't want to say expecting, I'm hoping that they go with Chris Carson again. So I'm starting him. I'm actually in a league where I have started 0-2. It's, uh, I think, the only league where I'm 0-2. And I'm facing a team, And it, both those losses were like, bad luck situations where I, I was hoping for Jameis Winston and, and uh, Jock Rogers against the dolphins in week one. That didn't happen. So I was scrambling, you know, situations like that. So I'm playing a team that's stacked and I'm starting Joe Mixon, Chris Carson, and Mike Gillisley, two running backs on one of two flex spots with the hope that Carson can get that same type of workload. That's the only reason I mentioned it, is that I'm, I'm kind of shooting for the moon uh, on, on that particular roster. And I think Carson is kind of in that type of situation where it's not a guarantee, um, and, and it's not like Tennessee's run defense is a slouch, but uh, Carson should be the best of the Seattle backfield.
1: Twenty leagues, twenty-one leagues, twenty-one leagues, and one team that's zero two. Good for you.
2: Yeah, very impressive. L- lucky start. Fourteen and seven in the f- in week one. Sixteen and five. Whoa, two. nothing lucky about that. I I've, I've seen some of your teams in
1: our leagues. You have great squads. You nailed it with Kareem Hunt. Uh, just I mean that was a little lucky, I suppose. You were the most bullish on Ezekiel Elliott. So good for you. All right, how about same game Tennessee running backs.
2: Well, I, I think if uh, we get, and I, I don't want to say this to the DeMarco Murray owner, but I think if we get lucky that DeMarco Murray's out, then you know what to do. It's all systems go with Derrick Henry because he, he should have the opportunity for 15 to 20 touches. And I think behind that offensive line against the Seattle defense that got beat up last week by the 49ers, he should have the chance for a good, if They're going to
1: be angry, though. They're gonna be. Remember what they did last year when they got beat up by the 49ers? They went to the Jets, much different, and they completely shut down Forte. I still believe in the Seattle defensive line and, and run defense. However, you've made a good point. The Titans' offensive line is so good. Last year, they did very well in tough matchups. And so, they did last week, too.
2: So would you start Carson or Henry? If Murray is out, Henry is a top 15 running back. If Murray is in, then I don't know why you would start Henry over Carson because they're kind of in similar situations. But Murray is the the de facto starter, whereas Carson could be the de facto starter. You know, so I would lean toward what the scenario is. We had this conversation on our podcast. I think Dave Richard, our colleague, disagreed with that and said that he would go with the better talent, which is Henry, which I totally understand. Um, But I, I, I just see that if Murray's there, it becomes a little bit more convoluted, whereas the Seahawks are coming off a game where Chris Carson was their best guy.
1: And let's look at the Cincinnati Bengals and what you expect at Lambeau. Look, it's really hard to get a good running back at Lambeau if they're going to get blown out. It was kind of a theory I was working on a few years ago. It turned out to be true. It's tough to run for more than 50 yards in Green Bay as an opponent because you're usually getting blasted. Didn't happen at the beginning of last year, but like the last four games or so, I think, at Lambeau, including the playoffs, the running backs were terrible. They weren't very good running backs. Um, but, but, you know, I know you don't love mixing this week. You're kind of taking a leap of faith. But just tell me what you think about the Bengals, guys.
2: It, it, it's a total leap of faith. And it, it, there's two things that I, I, I want to buy into. And it's it's kind of – I'll always try and be ahead of the situation than trying to chase it the way I'd set my lineups. And so I think this could be the Chris Carson week for Joe Mixon, you know that he gets the workload that we're talking about because there's a coordinator change, because they're 0-2, because of Mike Daniels being out for the Packers. That's their best run stopper in the on their defensive line. So there are things that are working in the favor of – this being the week that Joe Mixon gets the work, I I haven't seen anything um, that suggests that. I, I I don't I don't think they're going to completely bench Jeremy Hill. It's not going to be like an Eddie Lacy situation where he's inactive. Uh, they're going to continue to use Giovanni Bernard. So again, total leap of faith. That's the best way to describe it, Adam. But I do think that this could be the week where not a 150 two touchdown type of game, but could he get 60, 70 total yards, 80 total yards, score a touchdown? I think that's something that could happen this week.
1: Finally, we haven't really talked about this guy much on the podcast this week, but Jordan Howard, he's going to play. He had seven rushing yards last week. They're facing Pittsburgh. Good run defense. What do you think about the Bears guys this week?
2: I don't know if you could start him. Uh, I believe their center is out. I know they're getting Kyle Long back, but it sounds like uh, uh, their center is going to be out for this game. Pittsburgh's run defense. You know, they they've haven't have exactly faced a gauntlet of opponents so far through two weeks, but um, – I think you'll see a situation where they held Dalvin Cook to about 66 yards rushing fire call, 66 total yards for Isaiah Crowell in week one. And Tariq Cohen is clearly taking on a lot of work. Uh, The fact that Howard's not healthy, um, probably chasing points, so he's not going to be involved in the passing game, you're hoping for a touchdown here, and I don't think that's a great thing to do.
1: Okay. Tariq Cohen does have eight catches in each of the first two games. So, you, are you okay with Cohen and PPR?
2: Oh, Cohen, I think is this is one of those situations like the the Tennessee backfield. I I I would still start Henry over Murray if both play the Bears backfield. There's no question. I'm starting Tariq Cohen over Jordan Howard. Oh,
1: okay, interesting. All right, so listen, I'm, I apologize to the callers. We haven't gotten to enough of your calls, so let's do that now. End of this segment. Nothing but your phone calls. And again, we'll do it like we did uh, just about 15 minutes ago. Just your questions. No pleasantries. Jamie, will give you short answers. Let's get as many people as we can here because I know the board is full. Phone lines are full, but they'll be open in a bit. 855-212-4227. Carson in South Carolina, go.
0: Uh, two quarterback league. One is a flex, can be a quarterback. Do I go with McCown or do I go with a running back like Lynch or Miller? Thank you.
2: I would probably, if it's six points for passing touchdowns, it's hard to get away from using a quarterback there, even as bad as McCown was, because even last week he got you two touchdowns. So if it's six points for passing touchdowns, go with McCown. If it's four points for passing touchdowns or less than six, I would go with Lynch. Tim in Chicago. Tim, go. Yeah, I need
0: to pick two players among Dez Bryant, Tariq Cohen, Jordan Howard, and Devin Funchess. Go. (laughs) (laughs)
2: <laughs> <laughs> uh, surprisingly enough Tree Cohen I think is your best bet I'm not ready to start Devin Funches over Dez Bryant just because the targets have been there for him but Patrick Peterson completely locked him up the last time these two teams met I believe it was 2014 he held him to two catches for 15 yards he scored a late touchdown but seven fantasy points is not what you're hoping for from Dez if you are in a situation where you think you got to chase points then go with the high upside of Funchess against the uh, Saints.
1: 855 212 cbs Chris in California, you're on Eye on Fantasy Football.
0: Full point PPR. One running back, two flex. DeAndre Hopkins, Lamar Miller, James White, Chris Thompson. Thanks, guys.
2: I don't love being, uh, starting two guys on a team where they're 13-point underdogs on the road, <laughs> but I mean, they're going to touch the ball so much in terms of Hopkins and uh, Lamar Miller. And, and Bill O'Brien came out and said, everybody in the world knows we're throwing the ball to DeAndre Hopkins. Uh, they don't have anybody else. So he's going to see a lot of attention. But uh could be garbage time where he does something. You still got to start him. But then he need? He said a uh, uh, running back and a flex. So you're starting Lamar Miller. And, oh, I thought DeAndre he said Hopkins. two flex. Oh. <laughs> White, and uh, Th- White and Thompson. James yeah, White, Chris Thompson. Yeah, go, go with James White. You know, with Burkhead Burk out. Burkhead out, yeah. Um, that, that could certainly help him. He had eight catches last week. and. Uh, at least you'll, you'll be able to watch that game with a lot of interest. There you
1: go. 855-212-4CBS. Jason in Chicago, go.
0: PPR League, uh, flex position, Delvin Cook, Terrell Pryor Sr., Tariq Cohen, or Randall Cobb, and I'm chasing points.
2: I need your help. <laughs> Just needs one?
1: Yeah, Terrell Pryor Sr., interesting.
2: Yeah, he but, just needs one. Yeah, go with Pryor. I I think this is the uh the, the breakout game over Dalvin Cook. I, I think it's the breakout game that we've been waiting for. I mean, look, Cook's got to deal with the tough defense. You know, yeah. there's a lot of guys that could be missing. Uh, Quan Alexander's already out for the Bucks. Gerald McCoy could miss the game, so that could that could certainly help Cook. But he still doesn't score a touchdown yet. And I think that's going to be a shootout between the Raiders and the Redskins.
1: They are. It looks like Gerald McCoy will play, but the uh, their other starting defensive tackle for Tampa Bay, he will be out in this game. Uh, that would be Chris Baker. And also Jacquizz Smith on the defensive line, defensive end there. Rob in Philadelphia. Rob, you're on eye on fantasy football. Hey guys, trade question for you. Standard scoring. I give up Lamar Miller and Jarvis Landry. I get Derrick Henry and Demarco Murray.
2: Oh, I if think you I don't need like the receiver, then I like it. You know, and and the hope would be is that you don't have this injury mess to deal with of of Demarco Murray, but. You're getting a backfield that has a great offensive line. And should Murray have to miss any time, then you have a superstar. Rob,
1: let's make Jamie grade the trade, huh? Grade it. (laughs) Uh, B. B. Thank you, Rob. Good stuff. Roger in Minnesota at 855-212-4227. Roger, go.
0: Quarterback, six-point touchdown. Uh, Winston Wentz or
2: Simeon, thanks. Uh, Probably go with Simeon. I mean, Winston's got a tough matchup against the Minnesota Vikings, and Wentz has a tough matchup against the Giants. Could be even tougher if Janoris Jenkins plays. So I, I think you're looking at Simeon. He's got the easier of the three, even though he's on the road.
1: Mike in Florida. Mike, you're on Eye on Fantasy Football.
2: Hey, I got a flex option, Um, full-point PPR,
1: and I'm chasing girly points. I need uh, highest ceiling, Manuel
0: Sanders, Theo Riddick. Or Buck Allen?
2: I'll go Buck Allen if Terrence West is out. So you have to keep an eye on what happens tomorrow morning. But if it's not him, I mean, Sanders should have had two touchdowns in week one, did score two touchdowns last week, and he's just playing great right now with Simeon under McCoy. So... He is your probably best bet for a high ceiling, but I do think that just for everybody else, Theo Riddick is going to have a big game. The Mm -hmm. Falcons cannot stop running backs out of the backfield. Last year, first in every category, catches, receptions, uh, receiving touchdowns to running backs, and this (laughs) year, Tariq Cohen and Ty Montgomery beat them up. So they have two big injuries on their defensive line. I think this is an Amir Abdullah game. I think it's a Theo Riddick game. So if you are looking for something fun in daily play, go look at Theo Riddick. But for your situation, go with Emmanuel Sanders.
1: Jacob and Houston, finish off hour number one, Jacob.
0: Hey, guys. Um, so to preface this question, started Tuck early, but my opponent started Sammy Watkins, so I'm only up by 10. Um, I don't want to play Adam Thielen because Sam Bradford's out, so my choices are Brandon Cooks hasn't shown up
1: very well this year, Rashard Higgins uh, pick up off of the waiver wire this week, and Martavis Bryant, who
0: you got?
2: You know, Cook's in his uh, his lone home game against the Chiefs. Should have had a touchdown, you know, had a pass interference call in the end zone. Could have had a second one, had a pass interference call right outside the end zone. Uh, Three catches for 88 yards. I I think he has a big game at home against the Texans, so I would go with Cook.
1: So the number's 855-212-4227, 855-212-4CBS. We want you to call us up. We love the questions. Good stuff so far. And if you haven't had your question answered, don't worry, you got a whole nother hour. Jamie and I are kicking it until midnight Eastern time here on Ion Fantasy Football. This is gonna be it for hour number one, but hour number two is gonna be great. Jamie said on our podcast, Fantasy Football Today, earlier this week, it's it's the week, it's the coming out party for those wide receivers who have been struggling. So we talked about Brandon Cooks, AJ Green, Terrell Pryor, otherwise even T.Y. Hilton might get in on the action. It's gonna be a big week for those wide receivers that you drafted early haven't really felt good about yet, but maybe not Des Bryant. He might be the one exception. So in hour number two, a lot more starter sit. We'll grade your trades if you have some questions. Again, 855-212-4CBS. Can you start Jamison Crowder this week? Can you start Alshon Jeffrey? Can you start Deshaun Jackson? Let's look at some tight ends that you could pick up and stream. Would Charles Clay or Jason Witten be a good option? We'll tell you when we come back. Hour number two of Ion Fantasy Football after this.
0: You're listening to CBS Sports Radio's Eye on Fantasy Football.
1: And we are coming to you live from the O'Reilly Auto Parts studio. O'Reilly Auto Parts, better parts, better prices every day. All right, it's hour number two of Eye on Fantasy Football. I'm Adam Azer, here with Jamie Eisenberg of CBSSports.com. One more hour to go. Call us up at 855-212-4CBS. 855-212-4227. What up, Jamie Eisenberg?
2: I'm sweating this... Florida-Kentucky game out, buddy. Oh, what's going on? What's going on? 28-27, Kentucky's got the ball, 4th and 10. With
1: Who's 21 winning? seconds left. Florida. Oh, God, are they going to win another ridiculous game? It's enough
2: already. It's enough. Hey, uh, who won the mellow
1: trade? Uh, The Thunder. <laughs> the Thunder? Yeah, whatever. We'll see about that. We got a lot of calls to get to. You know what I might do tonight, Jamie? What might you do? Drop David Johnson. In a ten, really? In a 10-team ten- league. I might have to. Yeah, it's tough. Stinks, man. I traded him for Rob Kelly. I'm actually kind of happy about that. People are, yeah, I'm 0 2 in this league, and, and he's a big reason why, David Johnson, you know, obviously. And oh, I'm not feeling good about the team. I might have to drop David Johnson. What should David Johnson owners do? What should Andrew Luck owners do?
2: Well, I saw Andrew Luck was dropped in, uh, in, in a league where he could actually be kept for a 13th round pick. The owner dropped him tonight, I guess, with the hope that he can get him back. On Tuesday, um, that's the league where I'm 0 and 2, in. so uh, I, if I go to 0 and 3, I'm probably going to pick up Andrew Luck and may have to start looking ahead to next year. Um, but uh, look, if you have the roster space to hold on to these guys, you know, throw Greg Olson in there too. Uh, you do it if you um, if you have to find other players to help you. You got to make that move. So you do it tonight, and again, hope that you get him back if you still want to carry david johnson hope that you get him back on tuesday
1: we're going to help you with some start and sit we're going to get two sneaky starts at each position from jamie first i have to ask you i did this on the podcast on thursday i have to ask you about four running backs you could potentially stash right now and tell me i'm going to sort them by ownership percentage how much you want to stash these guys now's the time to pick them up if you want them before waivers run first of all thomas rawls rawls has been dropped look he barely played last week. He might play a lot more this week. We don't know. He's owned less than 80% of leagues now. Thomas Rawls, Jamie. What do you think?
2: Yeah, I still want to stash him. Uh, again, we, we think it's going to be Chris Carson. We hope it's going to be Chris Carson, but uh, Pete Carroll hasn't exactly, you know, came came out and said uh, it's it's Chris Carson's job. So, yeah, if you have a roster spot to stash him, do so. Jalen Richard. Uh, you're hoping for injury there. I don't think he's ever going to be a dominant fantasy option if Marshawn Lynch is healthy, but... He is more explosive and, and, and I think a better talent than DeAndre Washington, but they will split time should Lynch miss any time. So if you have an open roster spot there, might want to be a good thing to uh, pick him up.
1: Wendell Smallwood. You
2: no, know, they're actually talking about maybe there's a the story out of Philadelphia that Corey Clement could get some extra work this week. So I don't know if Wendell Smallwood would ever be the guy. Um, Darren Sproles is, is probably still going to be the, the focal there. He would be third of this list so far, but uh, again, similar type of situation. If you want to try and stash him, it's not a bad idea.
1: Orleans-Darqua?
2: I don't know if Orleans-Darqua is the answer. Um, I, I don't think that Paul Perkins is necessarily the the biggest issue. Um, he has not run well, but does anybody to run well behind that offensive line? So, Darqua would still be behind Smallwood for me.
1: Ziggy Ansah ran pretty well behind the Giants offensive line. <laughs> get it? Uh, we need the drum roll. Drum roll, Stu, next time. you know, Keep an eye on that, producers. So, give me starts at every position. Two quarterbacks that are kind of sneaky uh, this week?
2: Uh, Carson Palmer, who's been a total disappointment, um, gets to face this Cowboys defense, which I don't think is very good. He gets to play them at home. Now, if JJ Nelson is out with John Brown being out, uh, that would be very frustrating. But I, I do think that Palmer has his best game to date. Not that that's saying much, but I think his his his, uh, his upside at home is good. Jay Cutler gets the Jets. There's no surprise there. The Jets have given up multiple touchdowns to each of the two quarterbacks they faced.
1: Running backs, a couple sneaky ones.
2: Theo Riddick, we, we kind of talked about this a little bit before. The Falcons are absolutely atrocious against pass-catching running backs. So Riddick is, I still think, the second-best guy there. Uh, so if you could start Amir Abdullah, do so. But Riddick gets to face this team, which was uh, the worst at defending running backs last year and already got off to a bad start with Tariq Cohen and Ty Montgomery. And then Jonathan Stewart, he's got five touchdowns in his last five games against the Saints. They are not very good and Stewart getting the majority of the touches there for the Panthers.
1: 855 212 cbs your calls in just a moment. couple of sneaky wide receivers, Jamie, in Week 3?
2: Same game for the Panthers and Saints. Uh, Devin Funches. you know, we had a call about him earlier. I think you're going to see him get more playing time with Greg Olson out. Great matchup with the top two cornerbacks for the Saints being out. So Funches is a uh, high upside dart throw type of guy. And then Jermaine curse you know, I, I know nobody wants to trust the Jets, but he led them in targets each of the first two weeks. Robbie Anderson is banged up. There's still some talk about Austin Safarian Jenkins who's coming back this week but not necessarily going to get a full allotment of snaps. So in a game where they're probably chasing points again, curse could be heavily involved.
1: And I just put Danny Amendola into one of my lineups, 50% owned. Not only is he a sneaky start, he's a sneaky ad. Get Danny Amendola immediately. And finally, some tight ends.
2: Well, I, I think you look at Ben Watson, You know, it's hard to get away from the targets that he got last week, the targets he should get almost every week moving forward. And so with the cornerbacks being as good as they are in Jacksonville, this is a game where Ben Watson should again see a lot of targets in London. And Colby Fleener, uh, you want to talk about uh, consistent trends. We always look to see the things... Uh, can continue. Uh, three games now going back to last year where Willie Sneed has been out. Three straight games for Kobe Fleener scoring a touchdown. This will be the fourth if that trend continues. And then he faced the Panthers twice last year, three times in his career. He has scored against the Panthers every time he has played them. So two things that should be Ooh. working in his favor.
1: <laughs> Huge. All right, good. I'm going to put him in my lineup against you in the podcast league. James. Sweet. So good luck
2: to you. Not that good, though.
1: 855 212 4227 to the phones. Matt in Houston, you're on Eye on Fantasy Football.
0: Hey, uh, Houston Texas fan here. I've seen him get burned by backs out of the outfield too many times. So I'm just wondering if I should start James White over Chris Johnson this week.
2: If it's a PPR league, I think James White's a good right fielder. Um, Chris Johnson, um, more of a left fielder. Um, wait, wait, what? Why he, said, I he said uh, the outfield. Oh, the outfield. <laughs> um, he's, he's, I, he's talking I, about the band. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I, I think uh, White in PPR would be the way to go. He's probably the better bet anyway, but Chris Johnson's going to get a lot of work against the Cowboys and they're not very good.
1: I think that call was planted. Is Jamie's been dying for an excuse to tell everybody that he's going to win his AL-only fantasy baseball league. Way to go, Jamie. Uh,
2: well, uh, I appreciate your help as well. You've helped me with a lot of tough lineup decisions. So thank you, Adam Azer. Yes, we, uh, it's not official yet, we still, but we have a 150-point lead going into the
1: I think I gave you the wrong advice, right, on Olson versus Bruce. I no. oh, give you the right advice? Okay, good. Yeah. Matt Olson, everybody. Look him up. Jason in Alabama. Jason, you're on eye on fantasy football.
0: Yes, uh, DeMarco Murray if he goes or Buck Jones? Buck Allen. Oh.
2: Um, the outfielder. Buck Jones. <laughs> I would still <laughs> go with Buck Allen, even if Terrence West plays. I, I just don't know how much work DeMarco Murray will get at less than 100% with Henry running the way that he did last week. And, you know, Adam, you alluded to this. It's it, it's almost like we forget that the Seattle defense is good. You know, right, it, right. It, it's just one of those things like, oh, Derek Henry's going to get all this work. Well, he's going against a brick wall. I know they got beat up by Carlos Hyde last week, but maybe we got to give Carlos Hyde a little bit more credit. You know, he, he ran through a very good Rams defense as well.
1: Kind of feel like Seattle's going to win going away.
2: If it was in Seattle, I would agree with you. In Tennessee, it's going to be a little bit tougher. Yeah, definitely. I'm looking forward but, to but that But But the Raiders went in there in week one and beat them.
1: 855 212 is the number. We go to Jack in New Hampshire. Jack, you're on Eye on Fantasy Football.
0: Oh. Yes, I have an offer to trade in a PPR league. Okay. I am. We take you off speaker. Sorry. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> so I have Derek Carr and Ben Roethlisberger and Antonio Brown. My opponent wants Derek Carr for Le'Veon Bell and Martavius Bryant which would give me Pittsburgh's offense. Wait a second. You'd give up Bell? You'd give up
2: Carr and you'd get Bell and Bryant?
0: Yeah, I already have Antonio Brown what? and Ben.
2: All right, so let me tell you what to do. <laughs> what? Let me, let me just give you some advice here. Hang up the phone. Okay. Don't don't hesitate. Uh, accept the trade. And then uh, do a little dance.
1: Yeah, and then put him on speaker. <laughs> yeah. And ridicule him to the rest of your league. You Beautiful. really think I should take it? I don't, of course. Le'Veon Bell is the most valuable player in fantasy. I don't understand the trade you really really letting um, Le'Veon Bell for Derek Carr?
0: And Ty Montgomery oh, as well. I'm well, giving up Ty Montgomery. Well, yes. you,
2: yeah, you left out a little that bit of That is important, it. but you yeah. should still do it. <laughs> um, <laughs> oh, wait, uh, and I'm giving up Ezekiel Elliott too, James. Are our, so- our, uh, our passing touchdowns <laughs> worth 45 points in this league? <laughs> yeah, go accept the trade.
1: That's a good one. Yeah, yeah Ty Montgomery is definitely somebody whose value has increased, but – I would love to turn him into Le'Veon Bell. So, yeah. If you you Montgomery owners out there might want to do it. I've seen a lot of Le'Veon trades go down in the last week that are just mind-boggling. People should not be giving up on him. He is still a great, great player and would probably be the number one player in fantasy if we were drafting all over. Right? Would you take him number one, Jamie?
2: I think you have to, you know, just given the David Johnson injury, but... Uh, if you were to say Le'Veon, uh, excuse me, Ezekiel Elliott's suspensions notwithstanding, he'd be certainly up there yeah. also. Uh, by the way, Florida won 28
1: Yeah. Uh, you know what? Nobody asked you.
2: <laughs> you, yeah, you had a big win today. But, but,
1: yeah. Everybody's happy. When Florida State loses, Miami and Florida win, then you're going to get a happy show. Luke in Chicago. Luke, what's up? You're an Eye on Fantasy Football. Yeah, standard scoring going back and forth between Crowell and McCaffrey. Oh,
2: Tough one. I'd, I'd go with Crowell. You know, uh, Adam gave a great stat, one of his three big stats of the day, mm-hmm. um, about what the Browns' the situation does for Crowell when they're in competitive games, and this should be a competitive game. So Crowell should have his best game to date. McCaffrey, I think, has a very high ceiling in this game, but he also has the lower floor of these two. So Crowell should be better uh, than McCaffrey.
1: I forgot about Ty Montgomery. Never
2: heard of that one before. Eight five
1: five two one
2: two. Adam, I'm going to send you a trade yeah. of uh, these two amazing players for a m- very good one. Um, are you going to take it?
1: <laughs> oh wait, I'm also throwing in the, the best player. Yeah, now eight five five two one two four two two seven. Eric in Baltimore. Eric, you're on eye on fantasy football.
0: Thanks. You may have answered this question during the sneaky quarterback. I got to decide who to play between Jameis Winston and uh, Carr.
2: Oh, yeah, car? no, Carr's not sneaky. Carr is great. You know, I got asked this question by uh, our, our good friend Scott Farrell, who hosts uh, on, on late nights on CBS Sports Radio. Uh, who would be the top five quarterbacks if you're ranking them right now? And I think the top three are still the top three of Rodgers, Brady, and Breeze, however, whatever order you want to put them in. Uh, You know, Adam, for me, four and five coming into the year was Russell Wilson and Marcus Mariota. I don't think you could put those guys four and five right now. Um, I I said Derek Carr and, and Ben Roethlisberger would be four and five for me, so uh, oh, what about matt ryan uh that's the first question scott asked me also what what about matt ryan I, I, he's in the conversation you know you, you can you could say four through eight is probably a, a handful of guys yeah. that that are going to be you know hopefully fantastic for the rest of the season you know after after those two would be matt ryan six uh trevor simeon seven alex smith eight <laughs> <I'm just kidding. laughs> um yeah. you know I, I i think you look at Carr, you look at roethlisberger you look at at uh, at Ryan, and then, you know, you, you still put the guys that are struggling a little bit up there of Mariota, of Winston, who just hasn't played a lot of games yet. Russell Wilson, um, Kirk Cousins. The
1: thing about Carr, we knew this going in. He had a great early season schedule. We always said if you draft Andrew Luck, look at Carson Palmer to pair with him, but also look at Derek Carr if you could possibly pull that off. He hasn't faced Denver yet. That will be in week four. He'll face him twice. City. Uh, he hasn't faced Kansas City yet. So he he always struggles against the division. But really, the schedule's not that bad, other than the Denver game. And now with the Denver games, now without Eric Berry, Kansas City's a little bit easier. And Jason Verrett's out for the Chargers, too. Yeah, for the season. So I I, I like Carr. He doesn't throw that much. I think that's a big difference between him and some well, of the he just, other guys. He
2: just hasn't had to yet.
1: Yeah, but la- like last half of last year, I don't think. You're right. There's nothing to pick apart here. Carr's no, great. Le-
2: Last year, he had that double overtime game against Tampa Bay where he was, you know, 45 attempts, I think it was.
1: Uh, not double overtime.
2: Only I'm sorry. One, yeah. one overtime. <laughs>
1: Only one overtime in, uh, in the NFL. Yes. But he threw a lot. He might have thrown 50 passes in that game. So Maybe. we will come back with more of your phone calls, more starts, more sits. This is Ion Fantasy Football live <laughs> double until. Double overtime. Double overtime <laughs> in the NFL. Crazy <laughs> things are happening. The Rams and the Niners combined for 60 points. Who would have thought it? We'll be right back.
0: There's more Eye on Fantasy Football coming your way on CBS Sports Radio. And now back to Eye on Fantasy Football on CBS Sports Radio. Live until midnight Eastern here on CBS Sports
1: Radio. This is Ion Fantasy Football, and I am Adam Azer with Jamie Eisenberg of CBSSports.com. we got a full board of calls, and we'll get to them in a moment. I'm going to ask Jamie if he wants to start or sit the following players. Jamie, let's go with some quarterbacks. First of all, Cam Newton
2: facing those Saints. Must-start guy. Start of the week. Great great matchup. Great track record. Bad injuries already for the Saints. Bad start for the Saints. Uh, Should be a good day for Cam.
1: How about Russell Wilson?
2: Uh start, but not with a ton of confidence just because of what we've seen from him so far this year.
1: All right, Mike Gillisley in a PPR league. How do you feel about him in PPR?
2: Uh, touchdowns still count in PPR leagues, right? <laughs> I think so. Okay, the he's got four ones. through two games, so I think he scores. I- I- I'll say what I've said to you all season, all off season. Forty and a touchdown is the floor. How about Rob Kelly, Sunday night? Sit. Just don't trust the injury and the, and the situation.
1: All right, how about a couple of wide receivers? Dez Bryant.
2: I would sit him, if you can, very hard to, based on the amount of targets he gets, and clearly the player that he is, but he's facing a tough matchup against Patrick Peterson.
1: Jeremy Macklin has scored in each of his first two games with the Ravens.
2: Great start for him, but I think it slows down this week, just given the cornerbacks that he's going to have to face with the Jaguars. How about Martellus Bennett this week? He benefits with Randall Cobb out. You know, Last week he had a big boost in targets, uh, 11, led them in targets, actually, when Jordy and Cobb got hurt. So I think this is a game where he will be heavily involved in I think he has a chance to have, uh, you know, not saying much, but his best game to date. Jason Witten has been great so far this year. He faces a team that gave up the
1: fewest fantasy points to tight ends last year, but struggled last week against the Colts. How about Witten this week?
2: I think if he's been your guy, stick with him. I just don't think we're going to get a big game from him. He's been... You know, it's it very I, – I, I go back and look, but I can't remember the last time he scored in consecutive weeks. He just doesn't score a lot of touchdowns. Uh, even when he was great, he never scored a lot of touchdowns. So the fact that he scored in two straight games uh, suggests a letdown is coming. All right, go back and look. You have seven seconds. Okay. I don't think you can do that. But, no.
1: Uh, <laughs> I, tight end's terrible. Tight end is just terrible right it's now. beat
2: up, you know, and you may not have Jimmy Graham. Sounds like Jordan Reed's going to play, but no Tyler Reifert. Uh, no Greg Olson, and I think Eifert may be multi-weeks. You know, I don't know anything specifically, but you know, guy coming off back surgery in the offseason hurts his back uh, on a Thursday night game and can't get back on the field the following week. So you could be looking at being down two tight ends that you thought you are going to have to open the season, and so you're probably scrambling. So if Jason Witten's on your team, you know he's, he's now up to 90% ownership, which is no surprise given how he's performed. Uh, PPR, I think he's a must-star guy, but in standard leagues, if you can get away from him, I, I would try to do that.
1: You know, in fantasy baseball, Jamie – I I would say, I had said that overpaying for catcher is acceptable. Overpaying for Gary Sanchez or Buster Posey. These guys are so much better than the rest of their position. And the other positions in fantasy baseball are are easier to fill in off waivers. Do you feel that way about tight end? Should people overpay to get Gronk or Ertz or Kelsey on their team? Because I just don't know how many sure things there are. And Gronk obviously has the injury concerns, but he's so much better than
2: the rest of the field. So when you're saying overpay, you mean trades? Yeah, in yeah. trades. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I don't think that's a bad uh, approach, you know, especially if you ended up with great running back depth, great receiver depth, and you know somebody has um, the ability to to fill one of those spots by giving up, you know. So let's just say, for example, um, I, I'll, I'll give you. Uh, a uh, real life scenario that I that I made today, and you know, I, I posted the poll on Twitter, and you oh, may or may not have seen it. I, I did see it. I got a lot of. Uh, is this an Azer trade? Right. Um, the guy in my league lost Greg Olson, so I offered him. It's a PPR league, so DeAndre Hopkins is better in PPR. Uh, I offered him DeAndre Hopkins and and Hunter Henry, with the full understanding that probably going to get rejected. But just to gauge where that owner is. Oh man. Did just get
1: accepted. For go ahead. Uh, for you, Julio
2: Jones. For,
1: so Hopkins and it's not look, it's not crazy. Hopkins and Hunter Henry right. for Julio Jones. Right. And, and and I
2: do think that if Henry had a better week one game, it's a different conversation because Henry yeah. clearly d- disappointed a lot of people. But Hopkins is going to be within probably I'll say ten spots of Julio Jones. I don't know if that's necessarily fair, but ten spots. But you're getting a second starter. With Hunter Henry. Did, did
1: it get accepted?
2: It uh, hasn't uh, got looked at yet. So okay. it's it's um, it's one of our analyst leagues. Again, I I fully expect it to get rejected. But it's uh, the way I, I approached it as this is the opening of a conversation. I have Gronk. I picked up Hunter Henry off waivers after he was dropped after week one. And now I'm trying to see what I can get in return.
1: Right. So he would be, in theory, overpaying with giving up Julio Jones to get Hopkins and, and Henry. But we're saying maybe for one of the three like safe, if you can call Gronk that, but Kelsey's oh, he's safe. Safe. He's safe. Ertz is safe.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Everybody else, might be, there might be tight ends that are better than than Ertz, let's say, like Jordan Reed, but he's not safe at all. No. I don't know, like, It's harder to do it in fantasy football because the waiver wire isn't as, as uh, generous as it is in fantasy baseball. But all I'm saying is try, well, to, try I, to get I, those I, tight ends on your I, team, I, man.
2: I, I think actually we're at a point where tight end might be generous off the waiver wire, but it's not necessarily a sure thing. I, I
1: meant the other positions. I no, meant you yeah. Know, yeah, like wide I, receiver I, and running back. I
2: think what we're going to end up seeing is – you know, if Ben Watson has a bad game, he's going to go to the waiver wire. If if Jason Witten runs off a string, by the way, actually last year he had a uh, back-to-back games with touchdowns oh. against Philadelphia and Cleveland. Um, you're going to see him go to the waiver wire. But the, at some point, those guys will be relevant again. Uh, Antonio Gates, if he scores another touchdown this week, he'll be popular once again as well. Um, you have the, the rookie tight ends where... Njoku now is going to see more targets because Coleman's out. You're going to get Evan Ingram continuing to see more targets, especially if the Giants feature him like they should. And, and I always think of uh, you when I think of Evan Ingram with your always commenting on Jerry Reese's track record of first round picks. And this was their first round pick. So, you know, maybe Ingram does have a shot to be good this year. Um you know, we still haven't seen O.J. Howard do anything yet. We, we got a one big play from Gerald Everett two weeks ago. But these know. guys
1: think compared to the top three. like uh, There's such a gap. Totally. But such the, a gap.
2: But, but the, the point would be is what you have to give up to get one of those guys. Is that worth it when you can maybe just play the week-to-week game and hope that you get something you know from that moving forward? I think what might be the better approach is try and get one of these second-tier guys cheap, and hope that they can be sustainable like Witten like Fleener like Watson uh like Doyle you know these are my, these guys may be picked up as second tight ends for people like I picked up Doyle in the league where I have Martellus Bennett I'm playing I'm playing Doyle this week um with the hope that he's he's good moving forward and, th- and that might be something you could buy into
0: yeah
1: Doyle's that's a good call for sure 855 212 4CBS rapid fire phone calls ray in new york go hello ray Oh, I'm, I'm sorry. Uh, guys, uh, thank you so much for taking my call. I'm a loyal listener. It's in the dark tonight because my local affiliate has the Mets game on. Uh, my league, this particular league, is touchdowns only, but the points are increased by the longer the scoring play. Um, I have uh, Melvin Gordon. With him being questionable, would you go with Buck Allen in the morning?
2: It sounds like Gordon's going to play. You know, I mean, if you're, if you're really nervous then, and, and Terrence West is out, then go with Buck Allen if, if you want to. But I, I'd be surprised at this point if Gordon does not play.
1: 855-212-4227. Adam in New Jersey. Hey, Adam, you're on Ion Fantasy Football. Hey,
0: what's up, fellas? If DeMarco Murray is active tomorrow, who would you start out of these three? Chris Carson, Derrick Henry, or Frank
1: Gore?
2: I'd, I'd still probably go with Carson. You know, I, I just think that there's a scenario, like we talked about, where he will most likely be the de facto leader in touches. There, there is the chance that that's Derrick Henry, but it could just get messy for the Titans. So I, I would lean toward Carson. And, and, and I think Frank Gore's in a good spot, but it's just so hard to trust him. You know, the one thing that does help Frank Gore, which we really haven't talked about this week, is Marlon Mack is not going to play. So that's just one less guy that's taking some touches away from him.
1: Let's go to Brett in North Carolina. Brett, you're on Eye on Fantasy Football.
2: Hey, guys, I uh, love the podcast. Um, I'm you. in a
1: four-point passing touchdown league. Would you go with Big Ben or uh, Matthew Stafford?
2: I'd go with Stafford this week. You know, I, I like what I've seen from him through two games, through very tough matchups against Arizona and the Giants. And, you know, he didn't have to throw very much against New York, so he probably could have had a bigger game last week. But uh, the Falcons' pass rush is not going to be the same uh, with uh, – Vic Beasley. Pa- yeah, Vic yep. Beasley. And, and Upshaw. Yep. Uh, upshaw out. And – um you know, you're you're looking at a game that could be a track meet, you know, with those two teams, whereas you have Big Ben on the road where there's always been a little bit of a letdown.
1: And Kerry in Arkansas. Kerry, what's going on? You're on Eye on Fantasy Football.
0: Yes, um, I'm in a 12-man PPR scoring, and my only weak position is quarterback. I have to choose between Winston and Dalton. Ugh.
2: I don't love either one, but I like the situation a little bit better for Dalton, if you can believe that. Um Uh, Going into Minnesota is going to be tough. They did a good job against Breeze in week one. They limited Ben Roethlisberger at home, which is always hard to do. Held them to about 10 points less than what they typically score at home under Roethlisberger, at least going back to last year. So Dalton going into Green Bay, not uh, as daunting. It's still daunting, but... I do think that the coordinator change and some of the injuries on the Packer side of the ball will help them.
1: I've tried so hard to trade for A.J. Green this week, and I have been unsuccessful thanks to Dave Richards' stinking trade chart, which won't (laughs) let me rip anybody off. Very cool thing on CBSSports.com. Check it out. Nothing but your phone calls in our final segment. We'll take you up until midnight Eastern here on Ion Fantasy Football, 855-212-4227.
0: And now back to Eye on Fantasy Football on CBS Sports Radio. Of course, want to thank everybody for hanging out with us on Saturday
1: night. We are just about done. we got one more segment and time for plenty of your phone calls at 855-212-4CBS. 855-212-4227. Adam Azer and Jamie Eisenberg of CBSSports.com talking fantasy football. And look, if you need auto parts but you can't get to the store just yet, head to O'ReillyAuto.com. No shipping costs, easy returns, and convenient pickup on your schedule. Shop your way for the parts you need at O'ReillyAuto.com. O'Reilly Auto Parts, better parts, better prices every day. Jamie, before we get to all the calls, the big phone call bonanza here. Yeah, I just wanted to say that word. Uh, I, I, do you give people the advice that you should change your fantasy strategy if you played against Todd Gurley, if you played against Carlos Hyde or Garcon, or do you just say, eh, do what you normally do?
2: I mean, for the most part just do what you normally do. I'll, I'll just give you an example on one of my teams where I'm debating between J.J. Nelson and Buck Allen in a team where I faced Todd Gurley and so the high upside play to me is J.J Nelson, especially if Terrence West is active so like if, if I'm hedging, I'm going to look for the higher ceiling you know as opposed to maybe the higher floor.
1: Gotcha. How many calls do you want to get to forty eight 48. Let's divide that by two and set the goal of 24 phone calls. Questions, answers. Here we go. Joe in New Jersey. Joe, go.
0: Uh, PPR League, I have uh, Brandon Marshall.
2: And and I think it's obvious to drop him, but maybe not. Should I go for Rashard Matthews, who's, who's available? Tyler Lockett, Nelson
0: Aguilar, or Alan Hearns to upgrade there?
2: I probably would take the chance on Hearns, you know, with the Jaguars down, Allen Robinson. And he had a a solid game, you know, last week in in what could be a scenario that happens a lot to the the Jaguars, is garbage time. Absolutely. So if you can still, you know, take a flyer on on Hearns, that's a good move.
1: 855-212-4227. Luke in Nebraska. Luke, you're on Ion Fantasy Football.
0: Yeah, I'm in a 12-team full PPR league, and my running back situation is a little sketchy, but I had Tevin Coleman and Theo Riddick going for sure, and I picked Mark Ingram up off the waivers. I don't know why someone dropped him. Mm -hmm. Uh, Which one of those two would you play?
2: Which one of those two? Coleman, Riddick,
1: Ingram, you need two?
2: Yes. I, I might stick with the two that you have. You know, Ingram's just in such a tough spot. The offensive line's banged up. They're still using all three guys with him and Peterson and Kamara. So Coleman is in a good situation, you know, just given the fact that uh, Jared Davis is out for the Lions, their middle linebacker. So he could have, you know, the opportunity to make some plays in the passing game. And I, I think Riddick is going to be fantastic.
1: Yeah, better times are ahead for Mark Ingram. This won't be a big week for him. Very difficult to run on the Panthers when they have Luke Keekley But, you know, it. Get, let's get Peterson out. One more week. Let's cut Peterson. I'm talking about to the Saints, by the way. Cut yeah. Peterson after this week, and let's get Mark Ingram back in uh, fantasy good graces. Pat in Ohio. Pat, you're on Eye on Fantasy Football. What is up, fellas? Hey, I'm in a CBS 14-team league. We do the most points every week. I have Hyde, Gurley, Zeke, and Demarius Thomas. Now, my flex is a mess. I'd need. i be happy with one TD out of Rawls, Carson,
0: Terrence West, or pay up money, straight cash, homie, to drop run-run-no-suit-up DMC for Buck Allen. Thank you. Have a lovely <laughs> evening.
2: Okay. Yes, I, I would try and make that upgrade to get uh, uh, Buck Allen. Uh, certainly our most entertaining call of the night. Yes. Uh, minus minus uh, speaker guy. Speaker guy. Um, I'd go with Chris Carson of your flex, you know, just with the hope that what we saw last week is a sign of things to come.
1: I don't think you need to start anybody. You've already gotten Hyde and Gurley. you probably got it locked up. So congratulations. Tony in Illinois. Tony, you're an Eye on Fantasy Football.
0: Hey guys, thanks for taking my call. Uh, I got Le'Veon Bell going um, in my flex. I was wanting to know what you thought about Buck Allen, uh, Fournette, or Jermaine Curse. Thanks to taking my call.
2: I think if Terrence West is out, you go with Buck Allen. Uh, Fournette makes me nervous this week. You know, I know he he's expected to get the workload, but the Ravens' defense, even without Brandon Williams in there, is still so tough. So um, you can go with him if Terrence West plays, but. Uh, I, Curse is very sneaky, you know, just with the amount of targets in in the comeback effort. But I think uh, I'll I'll just lay it out since you're going to be with the two guys in that game. So if if West is the starter without—I'm sorry, if West is out and Allen's the guy, go with Allen. If Allen's (laughs) (laughs) in—if West is out, go with Allen. If West is in, go with Fournette.
1: It's funny because that's like the 20th time you've given that advice, basically. If West is out, go with Allen. (laughs) Happened a lot tonight. 855 212 4227. 855 212 Dan in New Jersey. Dan, you're an eye on fantasy football. Go. Hey, Jamie.
2: Big Kane. Who do you uh, <laughs> like for my flex PPR? Devontae <laughs> Parker, uh, Kenny Galladay, Amandola, or Macklin?
1: you got to get my name right. It's not Big Kane.
2: It's. Oh, uh, Big Kane 2. Big Kane right. 2. There B- you Big go. Kane we've established as Dave. <laughs> yeah. Um, <laughs> I think Parker has a big day. You know, it, it's it's a little nerve-wracking that he was on the injury report, but he was fine in, in terms of practice on Friday. And I think what we're going to see with the Dolphins, just to alleviate some concerns moving forward, and probably with the Bucks, with them not having their bye week anymore, you're going to see. I know I read a story in, in, uh, about the Dolphins that they're going to manage practice time with their main stars all throughout the week. So Mike Pouncey, Parker, Ajayi, uh, Landry. Uh, you're gonna see them, you know, show up on the injury report for most likely rest, but could be, you know, an in an, an ailment that they have to list. Um so Parker would be my choice. I, I just think that after what Crabtree did to them last week, after the, the big play potential that this guy has, this could be a, a big day. And the last time he went to New York, I think he had a, a double digit fantasy point day.
1: It's five calls so far. We can do better. Oscar in Chicago. Oscar, go.
0: Hi, uh, I'm in a standard league I'm just debating in my flex spot when to start. Uh Doug Baldwin. Um, Derek Henry or Jaquise Rogers. Thanks for taking my call.
2: Henry, if DeMarco is out, Baldwin, if uh, DeMarco is in.
1: Brett in Tennessee. Brett, you're an eye on fantasy football.
0: Hey, guys. 10 man league, uh, non PPR, wide receiver three spot, Jacksonville receivers, Marquise Lee or Hearns. Thanks. Mm. I
2: know Hearn scored the touchdown last week, but Lee led them in targets, and so that's the way I'll always lean is targets. But it's going to be a rough day, I think, all the way around for that team against the uh, Ravens.
1: Eight five five two one two four CBS. Eight five five two one two four two two seven. Thank you, London, for taking the games that we just don't want here. Sam in Dallas. Sam, you're on eye on fantasy football.
0: Hey guys, thanks for taking my call. I'm in a shallow standard league, only eight players. I need a flex and a receiver. Receivers are Michael Thomas, Doug Baldwin, Devontae Adams, and I also have both Murray and Henry and Crowell. So a flex and a receiver. Thanks.
2: Well, if Murray plays, then Crowell is your flex. If Murray's out, Henry is your flex. And I think I'm going to still go Baldwin over Thomas.
1: I'm a little surprised that you're going with Derrick Henry over Doug Baldwin.
2: If Murray's out? Yeah. I mean, look, Baldwin just has been disappointing.
1: Yeah, this is what Baldwin does. This is yep. what Wilson does. <laughs> it's like they're going to—they're both going to finish, put up their numbers at the end of the year.
2: I agree. It's just you know, looking at it from the standpoint of touches. Yeah, no,
1: I, I, I guess lean, I'm
2: not that surprised. Lean toward the the touches there.
1: All right, eight five five two 855-212-4227. Kelly in Chicago, go.
0: Hello. Hi. Hi. I scared hey, you, guys. Kelly. Sorry. Go ahead. <laughs> would you consider benching uh, Kyle Rudolph? With Keenan McQuib and picking up Ben Watson or uh, Jared Cook for tomorrow.
2: Uh, who was the other one besides Cook?
0: Cook and Watson.
2: Oh yeah, I like Watson better. Um, better so, than Rudolph? Yeah, I do. Uh, I, I don't want to drop Rudolph to get him, but if if you have both on your roster, then play play Watson. Rudolph
1: led the team in receiving last week with less than fifty yards. Yeah. What? What? McCoy in Texas. Lashawn, what's going on? Hey man, I got a question for you guys. I got Diggs on the bench, um, Carson on the bench, and I'm thinking about starting Higgins at the flicks. What do you think?
2: It's a very high upside play. You know, the, the Colts uh, have given up some big plays to receivers. He's going to be their number one, you know, quote unquote option. And so, you know, it's it's not a bad uh, bad move if you if you feel inclined with a gut feeling there.
1: Thank you, McCoy. Let's go to Andrew in Maine. Andrew, you're on and eye on fantasy football.
0: Hey guys, uh yeah, I'm in a tough position. I got uh, I'm in a league that has maximums and minimums at all the positions. So three running backs uh at minimum and maximum. I got Demarco Murray, um, Isaiah Crowell, and Joe Mixon. I'm wondering if maybe I should drop one of the guys to pick up Chris Carson or a Frank Gore. Of those guys, I
2: stick with what I have. Of the guys that you have, I don't know if you want to drop any of them to pick up Chris Carson. As good, you as think he- I should just roll with them? Yeah, well, look, you drop uh, – any of the guys you drop are going to get picked up anyway. So, you know, it's it's just stick with what you have would be my, my guess.
1: Okay. Thank you very much, Andrew. 855-212-4227. As fast as we can go. Chef in Wisconsin. Go.
0: Hey, all right. Uh, I have Doug Baldwin, Marvin Jones, and Terrell Williams from the
1: Chargers, and I'm wondering which one I should start in my flex. Doug Baldwin. Thank you, Chef. James in South Carolina. Go.
0: Hey, Yeah, I got uh... – Lashawn McCoy, Devontae Freeman, and Cream Hunt as my three starting, but I wonder if I should start Correll over McCoy this week because of Denver's defense. You
2: can if you're concerned that they're they're almost back to back in my rankings. I still think McCoy with his passing prowess, uh, receiving prowess, excuse me, has a higher ceiling, but you know certainly Corell has a better matchup.
1: Yeah, Jamie told me off the air before the show started. Lashawn McCoy did not have two bad games in a row last year, so uh, you could look for him to bounce back in a big way. Eight five five two one two four two two seven. Mike in New England. Mike, go.
0: Uh, I'm in the PPR league. I'm having to choose between Jordan Reed and uh, I forget the kid's name from from New York Giants. Evan something. Evan Ingram. Yeah. Yeah,
2: yeah, yeah, yeah. If Reed plays, go with Reed. It's it's a very good matchup against Oakland.
1: What if Reed doesn't play?
2: Then you go with Ingram. Okay, Donald in Oakland. Donald, go.
0: Yeah, hi. Uh, yeah, I'm trying to decide my second running back position. I got four. Um the banged up Demarco Murray, the banged up Rob Kelly. I got the third down back uh, Chris Thomas for the Redskins, and I also got Chris Johnson for the Cardinals, who I understand might become the starter soon.
2: Uh, Chris Johnson might be your best bet. You know, just with okay. the, like you said, you know, going to be the starter and, and should get a, a good workload against a bad Dallas defense.
1: Eight five five two one two four two two seven. Nick, Nick, you're on eye on fantasy football. Go.
0: Hey, how's it going? Um, Yeah, I have a 10-man PPR league. And um, Terry Cohen, Leonard Fournette, or Landry, which two of the three?
2: In the PPR league, I'm going to bench Fournette. I I, I think Uh, Terry Cohen has proven himself to be a big part of that passing game with eight catches each of the two games. And Landry, it's hard to overlook what he did last week.
1: Let's go to Tristan in Houston. Tristan, go. Hey, I got a a 12-man PPR league. Flex spot, Danny Amendola, Chris Hogan.
2: I'm going to go Amendola. Uh, we saw him, you know, take on more targets in week one, and, and Hogan's a little bit banged up. John in Toronto, go.
0: Hey, um, I got a 12-man league PPR. Uh, I was just wondering, who do I go with, Tariq Cohen or uh, Jordan Howard?
2: Thanks. I, it's just hard to trust Jordan Howard right now, so Tariq Cohen's healthy and going to be involved in, in a game where they're probably chasing points.
1: Chris in Wisconsin, go.
0: Chris. Oh, wait, hey. There um, is. Yeah, uh Yeah, Jamison Crowder. Or Tyrell Williams, uh Charles Clay or Ed Dixon.
2: Um Jamison Crowder and I'm gonna say at Dixon. I don't like the matchup for Charles Clay. <laughs> oh, okay. Let's go to Corey and
1: Dallas. I think two more calls here. Corey, go. Hey, so I've
2: PPR League.
1: I've
0: already got Le'Veon Bell. So do I trade Gillisley, Lamar out Al- or Lamar Miller, and Diggs for LaShawn McCoy and Sanu?
2: No. You're giving up too much. No? Wait. Gilleslie what was it again Gillisley, Lamar Gilleslie. Miller no I think it was
1: Gillisley or Lamar Miller right
2: yeah Gillisley, Miller yeah oh no those two together both of, of them oh no first.
1: Jamie's right don't do it don't yeah, you're do giving it you up too much and that's, uh, that's the end of the show Jamie I think that was 21 I don't think we got to, I lost count a little bit but I don't think we got to 24
2: I blame you and, but I do blame me too that's so weird you know if you didn't say go every time that's probably like a call
1: that might be a call. I don't know if it's three calls, but it's a call. Jamie, thank you, man. Appreciate it.
2: Yep. We'll talk to everybody tomorrow.
1: That's it for Ion Fantasy Football. The huge show is coming up next on CBS Sports Radio. Now, if you enjoyed our show, please listen to our Fantasy Football Today podcast. And speaking of Fantasy Football Today, live show Sunday morning at 11 a.m. Eastern until kickoff on Sports.com. The first hour simulcast right here on CBS Sports Radio. Get those lineups set early tomorrow morning, by the way. 9.30 a.m. Eastern kickoff. In London. I want to thank Stu and Alicia behind the glass. I got to thank Jamie Eisenberg as always, dropping the knowledge. And thanks, of course, to all of you for listening and calling every week. Back same time next week here on CBS Sports Radio. I'm Adam Azer. Good night, everybody. Good luck in week three.